Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Life Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Life Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. God is good all the time. Wow, we thank God. Amen. We give God the glory and we give God the praise. Wow, once again I welcome you all into today's service, Feed My Sheep, and today to you be fed. Amen. Amen. Last week we looked at the deception of the Old and New Testament. Amen. And I explained to you how the enemy has used the sentence or the statement old and new to deceive and to destroy a lot of Christians. And I did explain his purpose, that particular scheme, is against Christians. Amen. And is to prevent Christians from obeying the word of God fully. Amen. And in so doing, what happens is that you as a Christian, you lose out. Amen. Because you live in disobedience towards God. And you might not, you might even what? Miss your salvation because disobedience is sin. Amen. Amen. And if you are staying in sin, you must lose your salvation. You might lose your salvation. Now, there's another deception connected to this. And today I want us to look at it. The deception of the law. Amen. The deception of the law. If you are a Christian, if you have not heard it yet, I promise you, you will hear it. You will come across a teaching or someone who tell you that we are no more under the law and because of that we don't need to obey the law and because of that you give excuses of things you should not obey it is false it is false I will explain myself now if anybody tells you that ask him to show you a scripture that says that you are not supposed to obey the law and ask him to show you the specific law that you are not supposed to be. Normally when they say that, you see that they are implying that you are not supposed to obey what is written in the law, what is written in the book of the prophet, the book of the law, and the book of the chronicles, which is what we call the Old Testament. Normally that's what they say. And this scheme is also from the enemy, targeted against Christians, to deceive Christians, to cause Christians not to obey God on important issues. So by that, you will lose out. Whenever you are li living disobedient to God, you lose out. Because it is obedient of the word of God that backs you what? up. So we are going to look at this what? Deception. Amen. Amen. We are going to look at this deception today. Now, you see, as I said last week, Satan has different devices. But they are and schemes. They are schemes he uses just against Christians, strong Christian, mature Christian, and the world. Amen. And one of the schemes, amen, he uses against Christians is what I call the deception of the law. Even he has succeeded with a lot of pastors. A lot of pastors are even teaching wrongly to the word of God they claim they are preaching. Why will Satan succeed? Because many Christians and pastors who cannot teach. Are trying to teach 
There's nothing wrong if they try to teach, but if you cannot teach, you must learn to teach. Many pastors, Christians, to be honest, to say, I do not know this, I will find out. They try to say something, and by that, they contradict the word of God. That is why Satan is what? Succeeding. Amen. Now, what is the law? Or what is the law? Now, you must understand that the Bible up to Zachariah, just before uh, Matthew, has been in existence before Matthew. Now, last week we read scripture, that's it. From Genesis to Zachariah spoke about what? Christ Jesus. And I show you Christ himself preaching from Genesis to what? Zachariah. Now from Genesis to Zachariah, that which we call the Old Testament. Amen. It is one word. It is one word. What do I mean by one word? It is the word of God. It, sorry, not Zachariah, Malachi. Malachi is the last book. It is what? One word. It is the word of God. Now, it has no division. The Bible says the word of God is what? One. Now, we human beings, for understanding, you see, we are so shallow, you see, compared to God. We are so limited that we must explain everything. And in doing so, sometimes we labor wrongly. You see? So, we name the first five books. The law, or the right, the original word is Torah, which means the law. It talks, the written by what? Moses, of course, by the Holy Spirit. Then after Genesis, from the other books, we call it the books of the prophet, because it was written by different prophets, by the what? Of course, by what? The Holy Spirit. Then we have other books we call the history books. Amen. And why do we call it history books? That books like First Kings, First Chronicles. It talks about more historic in context. Amen. Amen. Now we call it history book. But that is for us trying to group everything. Because we are so limited, we must group things systematically before we are able to follow. So the law, Amen, which stands for the first five books of the Bible or the prophet, which is like book of Isaiah, book of uh, 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 Malachi they are all the word of God just like the New Testament once again we have divided it into what we call the gospel and the letters or the epistle whereby the gospel is the first four books and the letters is, or the epistle is like the Acts uh, the John uh, the Acts, First John and others but it is just one word of God now, why am I taking time to explain this so that you understand this? So now, when the Bible talks about the law, when the Bible talks about the law, he's talking about the entire word of God. Because when you read Psalm 119, the word of God is a law of God. The word of God is also a commandment of God. The word of God is also the status of God. Now, this word of God is also the decree of God. Now, this word of God is also the pre uh, precept of God. Amen. We've done some one, one. I don't want to go into this. So, this word of God contains the precepts, the laws, the statutes, uh, the commandments, the decree 
and the instructions of God. And it's all the way from Genesis to Revelation. In the book of Matthew, the laws of God is there. The commandment of God is there. The decree of God is there. The uh, precept of God is there. Genesis, the laws of God is there. The decree of God is there. The precept of God is there. The commandment of God is there. You see, so when we talk about laws, we are talking about the entire Bible. Though they call the first five, five book the law, the Torah, but it's different from the laws of God. Because the, it contains, amen. Now, there are five laws among more than 50, more than 100 laws of God that we are to obey. There are only five laws that now, those five laws, it's still, it's still, it's still in effect. But the way to obey those five laws or the way to attain those five laws has now been changed. So it is those five laws, note, laws, it has a, out of the law of God that has changed. But the law of God has not changed. So now the enemy's de deception is to speak that the law we know has changed, meaning all the law of God has changed. It is a lie. It is a delusion. It is a deception. Then we don't need the entire Bible. Or then we have to cut off the entire Deuteronomy. But note, it is Deuteronomy that says, Honor thy mother and thy father, so that it may go well with you. So if we say it has changed, then that scripture to have changed. It is Deuteronomy or Leviticus that says, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Amen. So now, many people try to talk about the laws that has changed, but they talk it and claim it is the law of God that has changed. It is not true. God's law, the Bible, Jesus himself said, the scripture cannot be broken. The Bible says the law, the word of God is forever and what? Everlasting. So note, it, for you to really understand, we are going to hear the scripture, but I want to lay foundation. For you to really understand it, we are now in United Kingdom, or those of you watching from other part of the world. Every country has their law. And their law contain a lot of laws. So their law contain civil law, criminal law. It has property law, isn't it? It has immigration law. But all is one, is the law of God. So the law of United Kingdom is the Bible. And among the law of United Kingdom, we have immigration law, criminal law, civil law, uh, marital law, property law, business law. So in the word of God, we have the commandment, the precept, the status. Status means the standard of God. Precept means the principles of God. The commandment is a command fixed. You can't do anything about it. it it's particular. We have the decree, that which has been ordained, decrees of God in it. Now, five of those laws, Remember, the word of God cannot be broken. Five of those, so which is the law of righteousness, the law of sin, the law of curse, and the law uh, uh, of, uh, of salvation, and which is the fifth one, and the law of what? Um, give me one second. And the law of grace. These are the laws that has changed. 
Now, every country, when the law changes, it is the law that states that this law has what? Changed. So the law itself, in the Bible, this is the only five laws out of over a thousand laws of God in the Bible that has changed. How did we know? The Bible said it specifically. It is United Kingdom, the Lord that made another law that now, 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 it now, you know, for example, before the follow, uh, before the, what's it called? Before the COVID-19, if you don't go to work, you don't get paid. But when the COVID-19 happened, United Kingdom, the government made a new law that anyone who has been working can be on follow and still be paid what? 80%. So it is only the word of God that can change the word of God. So if you tell me that a word of God is no more valid, you must show me the scripture that says the word is no more valid. Please, do you understand? Only God can change his word, but when you read it technically, the word of God has not been changed. It has been upgraded because God's word is everlasting. So the word of God has said we should not eat pork. Because when you eat pork, it will make you unrighteous. It is everlasting. It still stands. But when Christ came in, the law of righteousness, now, now, you still have to be righteous. Because before Christ came, I, in order to be righteous, I don't need to eat pork. If I eat pork, I will become unrighteous. So, because without righteousness, you won't see God. It has not changed. But now when Christ came, now, you don't need abstain from pork to be righteous. Now righteousness comes through Christ Jesus. So God's word regarding righteousness hasn't changed. But the way to righteousness is what has changed. Because righteousness is required. Amen. So there's a strong delusion to deceive and I've seen many Christians that have made a shipwreck of their faith because they have become a victim of this scheme of Satan. What the enemy does is by this scheme, he gives you excuses not to obey the word. Oh, but it's the law. It's the law. How can you just say that? How can you just say that? So we are going to look at it. It's a huge subject. But today, it's just to show you that the law of God is still there. And also just to introduce these five laws that has changed. Other than these five laws, all the law of God is there. When you hear somebody say, oh, we are not under the law, he, he's, he or she is lying. It only, it's, we are not under the law. It's only relevant when it comes to salvation, sin, righteousness, and curse, and faith. Amen. That is the only thing. Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 28. Now we are looking at the deception of the Lord. Now look at what Jesus himself said. Now when you look at Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 28. Clearly, you will see that Jesus said there in Luke chapter 5, uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 28, that in order to go to heaven, in order to make it, you must obey the law. The law. So note, for today, the law means the word of God. You can find the law in what? Leviticus or Deuteronomy or even uh, where? Match and uh, in, in Matthew, so look at Luke chapter 10 25 to 28. On one occasion, mm -hmm. an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Mm -hmm. Teacher, he asked, What music, what must I give to inherit eternal life? Mm -hmm. 
What is written in the law? He replied, How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your might and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly. Jesus replied, Do this and you will live. Amen. 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 So Bible say an expert, someone who really understood the word of God. Remember, the word of God is the law. So the law here, listen, didn't say laws. The law here stands for the word of God. And he came to Jesus and asked Jesus, say, what must I do to receive eternal life? Me, what must I do to remain saved, to be saved? And what did Jesus say? Just say, what do you, what, Jesus answered him clearly, say, what do what has the law taught you about that? He used the word the law, and the man said, The law say thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not commit murder. And Jesus said, You are right, obey that, and you will be saved. What does that mean? If you don't obey that, you will not be saved. And note, Jesus quoted the law, the man quoted the law. So if you claim that we are not to obey the law, then you are claiming that all this thing that is said there, we are not to obey it. Then why would Jesus say that? It's clearly there. Read it again. It's clearly there. No, no. Didn't he say it? It's clearly there. So, I mean, for a Christian, a pastor, even to say that, there's something wrong. This is the words of your Savior, your Master. Eternal life is connected to the law. Read it again. And I'll show you those words in the so-called, the word they claim is the law. Yeah, read it for me. Again. Mm -hmm. Luke chapter 10, verse uh -huh. 25 mm -hmm. to 28. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. So an expert in the law came to test Jesus, to know whether Jesus really know the word. This was the law. Not laws. Not, not laws. The law, which is the word of God. Uh -huh. What must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to be saved, yeah. to make it to heaven? And what was the answer? What is written in the law? So Jesus asked him, what is, what is written in the law? Because you are an expert mm -hmm. in the law. And what did the man say? How do you read it? He answered, love mm -hmm. the Lord your God with all your heart. So the man started preaching, quoting the law to Jesus. Uh -huh. With all your strength mm -hmm. and with all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh -huh. And what and did Jesus you say? Have answered correctly. Jesus no, Jesus said he has answered wrongly. No, correctly. He said he has answered wrongly. Correctly. Exactly. And he said the law. Mm -hmm. So Jesus right there said we are to obey the law in order to be saved. And let me show you the law he quoted. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. I'm showing sure it to you in Leviticus. So those of you say Leviticus is the law of God. We are not to obey the Leviticus. You are wrong. Yes, there are laws of God in Leviticus that we are not supposed to obey. But we are to obey the other law and the word of God in Leviticus. As I said, there are even laws of God in Matthew. So Leviticus is a word of God. Then what? Jesus said the man is right that we are to do. You'll find it in Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18. And Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. I'm just bringing this out to let us revoke that delusion, deception of thinking of the word of God as law. Please read it for me. Leviticus 19 verse 18. Mm -hmm. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbors as yourself. I am the Lord. Isn't it what? 
the master just said, you said it right. Love thy neighbor as yourself. So if you say we are not to obey Leviticus, then you are saying we are not to love our neighbor as ourselves. Is this the law that we are not to obey? No. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. Mm -hmm. So note, I am saying that there are laws that now we are not to obey. But the laws that we are not to obey are only five laws. But those five laws that we are not supposed to obey is more than a me it's less than millions. We still have about millions instructions, commands, and laws that we are to obey. So do not take and do not be deceived that you use these five laws to mean that you are not supposed to obey the law or what we call the Old Testament or the Torah, which is the first five books of what Moses. Because that is the delusion and the deception. If you are a Christian and you haven't come across this, you come across it. Because it's a weapon the enemy against Christians. And I've seen so a lot of Christians, they've been crushed by this. It has helped them to disobey God. Please read the Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter mm -hmm. 6 verse 4. Mm -hmm. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Mm -hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Isn't this what the man quoted? And Jesus said it's what? Right. So clearly, when we say the first five books or what we call the Old Testament, Old Testament, we are not supposed to obey. Jesus said, no, it is wrong. Matter of fact, Jesus said, by obedience to that, that is when you get what? Eternal life. I didn't say it. It's clearly there. You see, I just want to show you that the law, see, the law contains commandment, judgment, and laws of God. So when the Bible talks about the law, many a times, he means the word of God because the word of God is also a law. The word of God is also a commandment. The word of God is also a decree. When the Bible wants to talk about a specific law among the laws of God, he will mention it specifically. I'll show all to you. He will mention specifically the law regarding this, the law regarding that. Because there are over a thousand laws and commandment. So look at Genesis 26 verse 5. I want to show you something. You see that the law contains what? The laws. Uh, the commandment and stuff. And contains the laws. Please read it. Genesis 26 verse 5. Genesis 26 mm -hmm. verse 5. Mm -hmm. First Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him. Keep my command, my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. Amen. Amen. He said because King James is better. He said because Abraham obeyed me and kept my what, obey me and obey all that instruct and kept my what, decree, my command and my instructions. You see that the King James used the word laws. So laws are instructions. So it just this is just to show that the word of God is full of the commands, the decree, and the laws. Of what? God. That the so-called the law, we are not under the law, is a deception. The laws among the thousands of laws that we are not under is only five. And I'll show it to you. Amen. Please read it for me. Genesis 26 verse 5. Mm -hmm. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commands, my statutes and my laws. Amen. Did you see? He kept his what? Commands. 
his what? Statues and his law. That's why earlier I'll explain that the word of God is made up of laws of God, statues of God. All has a standard. Let me explain. Let me break it down before. So the command of God, the command of God is pray without ceasing. It's a command. Commands are specific. You can't do anything about pray. It didn't say eat without ceasing. It didn't say fast without ceasing. So that command does not apply to fasting. It doesn't apply to eating. It's a spe- command is specific. Pray without ceasing. So that is a command. Now when you look at the status, status means the standard of prayer. It now, the, in terms of prayer, now the status is the fervent prayer of the righteous. Avilev much. So the standard of the prayer, it, it has to be fervent. It's the standard. Because you can pray, but you don't meet the standard. So that's the status, the right way. And in principle, which is the precept, which is the word of God when it comes to prayer, the principle cut across all angles, not specific. So you reap whatever you sow. So when you sow in prayer, you reap the rewards of prayer. So <laughs> if you sow financial, you reap the rewards of financial. So that is principle. So you reap what you sow. When you honor your people, people honor you. It's a principle. So the same subject of prayer, you see the command of God. You see, you see there was status of God. You see the precepts, which is the principle of God. And the instructions of God. Instructions, which is, what are the instructions? He said, um, for Jesus said, when you pray, go into your closet. Don't broadcast. So when you are prayerful, you don't need to, I'm prayerful, I'm prayerful. And the, the, there's one, what is the laws of prayer? There are laws that govern prayer. One of the laws of prayer, the Bible says, God he said, he said uh, one of the laws of prayer says, if you are living in sin, your prayer is abno- uh, what? abomination to the Lord. It's a law. It's fixed. God can't do anything. So you see, even prayer, I'll show you the five aspects of the word of God. Amen. But that's not what you but I want you to really understand. I believe and I'm, I'm trusting God that you understand this. Amen. So the law about prayer is, will not go away. It's about prayer. Bible says God's eyes is holy, cannot behold what? Sin. Amen. So now what is the law? What is the law? Zechariah chapter 7, verse 12. Amen. The reason why I want to show you that I want to show you that the law is the word of God. Amen. The law. Today, my interest is just to show you that when you hear that doctrine, we are not supposed to obey the law. It is false. We are to obey every word of God. The word of God is the law. And I'm just going to show you the only five laws among the Lord of God that we are not supposed to what? Obey. When someone says you are not supposed to obey the word and you try his inferring the Bible, the Old Testament, or certain things, Run from it. Run from it. It's, it's to cripple you. It's to, because whenever you stop obeying a specific word of God, you get stuck. In the spirit, I've seen many people who are stuck. And in the spirit, God opened my eyes like, you get there, it's like glue. You are just stuck. Because you are not obeying the word. So you obey. And sometimes you wish you can tell them. Sometimes you try to tell them. But they behave as if they are doing you favor. Or you, you have an interest. And as time goes on, you can see you are still stuck. And whenever you are stuck, you become frustrated. You become depressed. 
because you are stuck. Time is going. Those who are behind you are passing you. Whenever you are stuck, you are going back home. You are not the same in life. Either you are going forward or going back. Because if you think you are the same, those behind you are also coming. They are passing you. Yeah. Please read it. Zechariah chapter 7 verse 12. So what is the law? I want to show you what the law is so that when they say that you are not supposed to obey the law, look at what the law is and find out for yourself whether it is true or right. So he said they had in their heart that they would not listen to the Lord. Yeah. Laws. Did you see S there? Yeah. Or the words that the Lord God Almighty has sent mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit through the prophet. So what are the laws? The laws are the word of God by the Holy Spirit. Just that it was given to through what? The prophet. So Moses was a prophet. The Bible says Moses was a prophet. He wrote Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. David, the Bible says, was a prophet. He wrote the book of Psalm. Isaiah was a prophet. Isn't it? Zachariah was a prophet. So the Bible, Malachi, the last book of what we call the Old Testament, was a prophet. So the Bible says the law is the word of God by the Holy Spirit sent what? Through the prophet. And the New Testament, we won't read that one. We all know too that the New Testament, the Bible said, Holy men carried by the Spirit wrote it down. So it is the same Spirit. So this is just to show that the law is the word of God. The law is the word of God. And the Bible says that shall live by every word of God. So the only word of God we don't live by is when the Bible tells us that now we don't need to live by that word. Other than that we are to live by every word of God. Not like I'm saying. That's what the Bible says. See, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every means every. I'm saying this because many Christians don't see the glory of God and will never see the glory of God. Because see, the Holy Spirit will convict you, but you lie to yourself. You, and so you are stuck. Everything is by the word. Let's, let's stop all those. Let's be real. Even in your heart, you know what you are claiming that not to be can't be right. You know. Because except you are not a Christian, he will convict you. But you see, when he convicts them, they talk themselves out. Their conscience became, becomes what? Sealed. They become hardened. So right there, the laws are the word of God. Not by the man. But by the Holy Spirit. That is why last week we just said, Moses wrote about me. If you believe him, you believe me. So what does it mean? If you truly believe Jesus, you believe this word of God that we call the laws. Amen. Now look at another scripture. In Romans, amen, chapter 7 verse 12. I want to show you certain keys about the law. Then I will show you the laws that we are not supposed to obey. That's the all I will show you today. I will make it brief. Amen. Uh, one day in Bible study, when we we study the Word of God in Bible study, we take our time and we digest it. It's a, I mean, it's a wise subject. Amen. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter seven, verse twelve. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter seven, mm -hmm. verse twelve. So then, 
The law is holy and the commandment is holy, righteous and good. Amen. It says the law is what? Holy. The commandment is holy, righteous. Yes. So he said the law is holy, righteous and what? Good. Why would God tell you not to obey something that is holy? Will God tell you not to obey something that is righteous? Will God tell you not to obey something that is good? No, I'm asking you. So the law, we are to be righteous. We are to be holy. We are to be good. And he said the law is holy, righteous, and good. Meaning, if you obey the law, you will become that. And just showing what the law is. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now look at Romans chapter 7, verse 14. So you know there's a scripture that says, uh, Without holiness, you cannot see God. And how do you become holy? It is the law which is holy that teaches you. Because you don't know how to become holy. It's the law. I'm not talking about the laws. I'm talking about the law as the word of God. Yeah, please read it for me. Hebrews, uh, Romans chapter, did I say Hebrews? Romans chapter 7 verse 14. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 7 verse 14. Mm -hmm. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am all spiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Amen. So it says the law is spiritual. God is a spirit, and they that what follow God must what worship Him in spirit and in truth. How do you work? You need the law, the word of God, which is spiritual. What did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 regarding the law? Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Jesus again, what did he say regarding the law? All this scripture is to show you that the law is as valid as today. Right from the beginning, right from Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation 22, the law is valid. Amen. Please read it for me. Matthew chapter 5 and mm -hmm. 17. Mm -hmm. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Amen. Amen. You see, don't get me wrong. Even if you are Christian and you are vigilant or you are seeking God, Nobody should be able to deceive you that you are not to obey the law. Why am I saying that? This scripture, you don't need interpretation. This is the words of Jesus. Anyone who says we are not under the new covenant now, we are under the new covenant, we don't need the law because Christ account don't need his force. Because what did Jesus say? He was clear. He said, Do not think I have come to what? Abolish the law or to do away with the law. So clearly, because of Christ's coming, the law is not abolished. It has not been done away. He said, I've come to fulfill, meaning to establish it, to make it concrete. You don't need, you don't, you don't need interpretation for this. Do you need interpretation? Mm -hmm. This this was one of his first sermons. This was his first sermon. When you continue to read it, after he began to update the law. For, and when you read it, it is harder than now. Because that is when he said, Listen, it is written, an eye for an eye. But now I say to you, no. When they slap you on the right, turn the ear, left to. Which one is difficult? That is when he said, it is written that divorce your, heart, your wife. But I say to you, you cannot divorce. If you divorce, you've committed adultery. Which one is harder now? That is when he said, he, he began to update it. That which need updating, like one popular one. He said, it is said, if you sleep with a person, you've committed adultery. But now, now, even the intention alone, you've done it. 
<laughs> it now, if anything, it is wilder. First, you, you can have the intention to you succeed, you do it. But now, just the intention, you haven't even tried the thing, you are guilty. It's there. But that's not our interest. So Jesus clearly said, I have not come to abolish the law or to do away with the law by fulfilling. If he did not bring the abolish or do away, you could claim that fulfilling means he has become the law. But this he was clearly, he said, I have not come to abolish it, nor to do away with it. So obviously the fulfilling is not that he has become it. He's rather to what? Establish it. So how can a Christian, especially if you claim you are matured, and especially if you say you are a pastor and leader, that one you have failed, believe and fall for this deception. What kind of Bible do you read? You see, we must... Let's not play games with God. When we play games with God, we lose. Yeah. We lose. God is on the throne. You see, when I was an unbeliever, he was still God. Now I'm a believer, he's still God. If I cease to be a believer, he's still God. When I was disobedient to his word, he was God. Now I'm obedient to his word, he's God. When I stopped, he's God. You see, when I was disobedient to his word, his churches were being built. People were worshipping, people were being blessed. <laughs> when I stop, the same thing will continue. So he doesn't need me. He needs, we need him. But the, the, my concern is when we play games and we fall for the deception of the enemy, we will suffer. Listen, all these things is against you Christians. It's, this is not against the world. Because the world, they are, not already, they are already not in what? Obedience. So this is what? Against us. Now, I want to show you quickly the five laws that we are not supposed to what? obey. Amen. The first one I want to show you is the law of sin. Is the law of sin. Note, we are not supposed to obey. Not that it has changed. The word of God has not changed. We are not supposed to obey those laws of sin now. Why? Because Christ has intervened in it. It's, for you to understand all this, it's, it's just like, I owe the bank a hundred pounds. No matter what I do, I own the bank a hundred pounds. But now, I do not need to pay again. Why? Because my mother has intervened and taken up that debt. So still, the bank demands the money. The money must be paid. But now, I don't need to pay not because they don't need it, because now my mother has intervened. You understand? So it's the same with the, this five laws. We don't have to do it again to attain that because Christ has intervened. And it's, it's different from the word of God. This is specific. So the laws that we are not supposed to obey are specific laws. Any other word we are supposed to obey. So the first one is sin. Amen. The law and what? Sin. Now, before this one, I'm going to read the scripture because I believe, before Christ Jesus, in order for your sins to be forgiven, you must sacrifice the blood of animal for, for the forgiveness of what? Sin. Before Christ Jesus came, now, you couldn't go to the temple, even the high priest couldn't go to the holies of holy. Because when you go, you might be struck because of what? Your sin. Please, do you understand? Before Christ Jesus came, Amen. 
the forgiveness of sin, you are still begging. But Christ came and shed his blood. So now, through his blood, there is forgiveness of sin. You see, now the law has changed that I do not need to bring the blood of animal. Now, I just need the blood of Jesus for my forgiveness of sin. So still, there must be forgiveness of sin. But now, I don't need to kill turtle dove and all those things. Because Christ has paid it. So the laws regarding sin is what has what changed. And Bible says even the blood of Jesus does a better work than the blood of animal. Because Bible says the blood of animal just covers the sin. So even though my sins are forgiven, I can be you know, conscious. But the blood of Jesus wipes it away totally. It doesn't cover it. So this is one of the laws that has changed in regarding sin is a law. And I just want to show you a scripture. Amen. Let's read Romans chapter 7 verse 22 to 25. Amen. Amen. So the reason why we are reading Romans chapter 7 verse 20, uh, 7, 22 to 5 that it will show you the difference clearly between the law of God and the laws of sin. You will see that there's a difference between the laws of sin and the Lord of what? God. Basically, the Lord of God is the Bible, which contains different laws. And one of the laws, it has laws of giving, laws of tithing, laws of priority. And one of the laws among the uh, hundreds of laws is the law of what? Sin. And that is what has changed. Amen. Please read it for me. Romans chapter 7, mm -hmm. verse 21. Sorry? Romans 7, yeah, Romans chapter 7 from the 22 to 25. Romans chapter 7, verse 22 to 25. Mm -hmm. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see other law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the Note, law. Note, he said, I see other laws at work in me. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. The law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. So note, he said there are a lot of laws. And he said he was a slave to the law. Note, specific, the law of what? Sin. But thank God that through what? Christ Jesus he has delivered me from the law of sin. So clearly in this scripture that we read, you saw that he mentioned laws. He said, for my inner being, I delight in God's law. He didn't say the law of sin, which is the word of God. But he said, there are other laws working in me. And he mentioned one, which is the law of sin. And he said, now Christ, true Christ, have been delivered from that law of sin. He didn't say I've been delivered from the law. Of God are from the law of sin and how I just want to show you Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4 amen, amen. or let's read from the two Hebrews chapter 10 amen, amen. verse 2 amen. amen you are reading to the six or five for me amen, amen. yeah okay. or the five yeah so I want to show you what it means how we've been delivered from the law of what sin so clearly there you could see the law of God and the law of sin which is just let's say three pages out of this thousand something pages amen 
Read it for me, please. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 3. It says, But those sacrifices are an unusual reminder of sin. Mm -hmm. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, mm -hmm. but a body you prepared for me. Mm -hmm. To the five. Mm -hmm. To the five, yeah, that's the Continue, point. sorry. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Amen. Amen. So he said the blood of animals could not take away. So Christ became a sacrifice, his blood. That is why today, 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 I've bathed with the blood. How did I bath it? I said, Father, I soaked myself in the blood. I said, forgive me of my sin because of the blood of Jesus. Before Christ, I couldn't do that. I would need proper blood. So this is one of the laws, this is what Romans mean. Now, through Christ, the laws of sin. Amen. And guess what? You will need also to go to Jerusalem. Because that was where the building of God, the tabernacle of God was. That was where the altar was. But because of Christ, you don't need to go to Jerusalem. Even in your car, you can plead the blood. So now, I don't need the blood of boots anymore. So it is that law, the law regarding sin, that has changed. Not the law of God. Romans is clear. He said, my inner being delight in the law of God. But I see the law, another laws in me. The law of sin. Amen. Now the second thing is the law of grace. It has changed. The law of grace. Now what is grace? Grace is simply kindness and favor. Grace is not forgiveness. No. Grace is not forgiveness of sin. Grace is not right to sin. Grace is simply God will favor you or show you kindness. That's all. You see? And there was a law regarding receiving God's favor or kindness. Now that law has changed. It has changed. You still need favor and kindness. Change means the way that you acquire it has changed. Because Christ has what? Intervened. Please, do you understand? And let me show it to you. Look at Romans chapter 6 verse 15. The law of grace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 6 verse 15. Mm -hmm. It says, what then shall we, shall we say? What then shall we sing because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Amen. Amen. So it says, shall we sing because we are not under the law by grace? The reason why I read this is to show that now, the Bible is saying that now we are under what? Grace, but not the law. So there was a law. This law, not the word of God. It was the law of grace. Look at, let me show it to you. Uh, the same Romans, amen. 4 verse 16. Mm -hmm. Romans 4 verse 16. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 4 mm -hmm. verse 16. Mm -hmm. Therefore... The promises, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, mm -hmm. not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. Mm -hmm. He is the father of us all. Amen. Mm -hmm. No, continue. Okay. Mm -hmm. 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. The Lord, the God who gives life to the dead. And calls into being things that were not. Amen. Amen. So the 16 says that the what? Now, through faith, you receive what? Grace. And not only 
for those who are of the law. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So now, first, I wouldn't qualify for the grace because the promise was to Abraham and what? His children, the Jewish what? People. But now, true faith, faith is belief in Christ. Now, I qualify for this grace. So it is the law of grace that has changed. It is the law of grace. That is why today I'm not a Levite. I'm not from the tribe of Levite, but I'm a priest. Because the priesthood was for what? The Levites. Please, have you understand? So it is kindness that I've received. It is favor that has received. And that is grace. So look at what John 1 verse 17 says. Amen. It said the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So first, Romans 4 verse 16 read, you are attained grace through the law. Because the law has regulation about grace. You have to be a Jewish person. You have to be there. There are things to practice. There's a way to dress all those things. But now, it is through Christ Jesus. How? By faith. Mm -hmm. Believing Christ Jesus. Please read it for me. John 1 17. Mm -hmm. The law was given through Moses. Mm -hmm. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. No, we read that this law that was given to Moses, which is the, is the word of God. Mm -hmm. So, the law of grace, regarding grace, is what has what? Changed. Remember when the woman came to Jesus Christ and he asked Jesus for healing, what did Jesus say? He said, you cannot give the children's bread to what? The dogs. Because they didn't qualify. But now, that I qualify. Because of grace. So in the law regarding grace, that has changed. That is why in the Bible, when you read the new, what we call the New Testament, you always hear this word, or in church, we always say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, because now it is grace. It is grace. Other than that, we will be far from it. It is by grace, kindness. That's what it means, favor. That's why a sinner like me, I was in a sinner, and God called me, and anointed me, and ordained me as his priest. I didn't deserve anything. It was great. Why? Because when Bibles, when Jesus went up, he gave gift to men. So it's a gift. Some apostles, some pastors, some teachers, it's a gift. So that is grace. There's a scripture, I won't read it. That says, does grace mean you should sin? Say, God forbid. Amen. But we won't go to that today. Because, but I just want to show you that. So it is the law regarding grace. Because first, grace has to be attained under what? The law. But now, you don't need the law. It doesn't mean the law. Is cancelled for grace, but now grace is faith through Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, the second, the third thing that has changed regarding the law is faith. Before Christ came, there were laws that demonstrate your faith. There were laws that demonstrate your faith. But now, faith is in Christ Jesus. So the third laws. Law out of the hundreds of laws that has changed is the law regarding what faith. Note how did we know that it has changed? The same Bible that said this is faith, the same Bible tells us that now you don't need that for faith. Now you get faith through what this. We don't get to change it. Amen. So let me show that one to you. Romans chapter three, verse twenty-seven to twenty-eight. Romans chapter three, verse twenty-seven to twenty-eight. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 3, verse 27 28. Where then is mm -hmm. boasting? It is excluded because of what law? 
the laws that requires works. No, because of the laws that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Amen. Amen. So if you look at this, did you notice that he mentioned the law that requires of what? The works and the law of faith. So there are laws regarding faith. And in Christianity, we all know that faith is the greatest. So even if we say we don't need to obey the laws, then we don't need to obey faith. So here he was talking about the law regarding works and the law regarding faith. And said now we do not need the law regarding works in connection to faith. Now it is the law of faith that what we need. In first to demonstrate faith that I really believe in Christ Jesus. I must pray five times a day. Eh, three times a day, yeah. You see, like now, my hair, when I cut my hair, I must live here. It must grow because it's one of the things to show that I believe. Like now, as I must wear the talent. Yeah, with the word. So like here, you must see the misfit. Misfit is every room, every door you put it, it has the word of God in it. And you stick it there. So we have something square. It must be on my forehead. Dying now. <laughs> to show that I have faith. And I don't need those works. Now, the faith is through Christ Jesus. So, the law regarding faith. Now, I don't need to wear talents. Or what many people call, uh, what is it called? Um, sure, prayer sure. It's a talent. I don't need to wear it to show that I have faith. Now, all I need to do is believe the word through Christ Jesus. Not by works of like attar and all those things. Amen. So look at it yourself. James chapter 2. So this is not speaking against faith. Because James chapter 2 verse 17 to 18 says, Faith without works is what? Dead. So he was clearly, Romans 3 verse 27 to 20, was clearly talking about the law regarding faith. And the law, and the, law the law of God in regards to what? Faith. Please do we understand? Please read it for me. James 2, 17 to 18. In the same way, faith by itself is it is not accompanied by action. Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Amen. Amen. So, obviously, Romans chapter 3, verse 27, 28, even says, we all is interested, say, we are justified by faith, Without the deeds of the law. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that faith doesn't have passion. That's why I read. You know that faith is what you do. But now I don't need the deeds of the law of faith. As I did explain some. To show that I have what? Faith. Now I don't need to wear sackcloth when I'm fasting. You know when they were fasting. They wear sackcloth and put sand on them. Yeah. I don't need to do that to show that what? I have faith. Yeah. Because that was some of the laws regarding showing that you have faith. But now, the Romans 3 verse 27 reads it, Therefore we conclude that man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Yeah. Do, do you remember we read it? Yes. Without the deeds of the law. But, what, but James said, faith is what you do. So if I truly believe, I'll do. But I don't need to do the deeds of the law. I'll just put some. You still need faith. But now you don't need those specific things. Now your faith is through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Look at Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. Mm -hmm. 
Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God. Because the righteous will live by faith. Amen. So the righteous will live by faith. So this scripture, many people confuse it. If now you connect this to Romans 3, you must understand what he means is as he concluded, without the deeds of what? The law. But faith itself is also action word. So specifically, he's talking about what? The law of what? Faith. Which now you don't need those deeds under the law of faith. Because now faith is true what? Christ Jesus. Amen. So that is the third law. That it does not hold. So note, it does not mean that faith doesn't hold. Just as we said, it does not mean that grace doesn't hold. It does not mean that sin doesn't hold. But it means the way to access forgiveness of sin, or the way to access grace, or the way to have faith has what? Change. And note, all is connected through what? Christ Jesus. Other than that, I couldn't think of me. It's not my culture. You know, there are even bands you have to tie on your hand in a specific way before you pray. Yeah. You, like now that I'm dressing like this, I can't pray. I must go and change and wear something special. So you that you are working, imagine, would you be able to pray? <laughs> Please, do you understand? Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, and the law and righteousness has changed. The law regarding righteousness has changed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because, let's read it, Romans chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. Amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. So, before Christ came, there were laws that you need to obey in order to remain, what? Righteous. So, like, for example, one of the laws was, you don't need to eat pork. For example, a woman, if you are in that time of the month, you are not allowed to go into the temple. You, you become unrighteous for going. You, you, you understand? Yeah, this, if you want to be righteous, this are what? Because the pork, a lot of meat you couldn't eat, it would defile you. You couldn't even eat duck, it would defile you. Yeah, you couldn't wear garments that is sold with, like, you know, many of your garments has lean and cotton mixed together. You couldn't do that, it would defile you. It would make, defile me, it would make you unrighteous. So that was how to remain righteous. You see, that's why in the New Testament where Paul or Peter had a vision and he said, kill and eat. He said, no, since the day of birth, I've not eaten nothing unclean. Meaning when you eat those things, you make what? Unclean. And the Bible says, kill and eat. Do not call anything God has created unclean. So, you see, to be righteous wasn't easy. Yeah. To be righteous wasn't easy. You see, you have to go to Jerusalem all the time. You must take your offerings, everything. When you are praying, you must face Jerusalem. Because that's where the temple. So I pray that anyone who will face this temple. Amen. But when Christ came, we still need righteousness. But when Christ came, now you don't need those things to make you righteous. Now through Christ, you become righteous. Amen. It is always connected to us. Let's read it. John chapter 10, verse 44 to 5. Sorry, Romans chapter 10, 45. Amen. Romans chapter 10, mm -hmm. verse 45. Mm -hmm. Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. Amen. Amen. So note, it says Christ is the end for the law of what? Righteousness. 
And said, Moses wrote this regarding the law of righteousness. Yeah. No, he was specific. He didn't say Christ is the end of the law. Yeah. It is the law of righteousness. That is why yesterday I ate pork. Other than that, I would never eat pork because it would have made me unclean. But Christ brought an end, not, not to the law, the word, but the law of what? Righteousness. And say Moses wrote. So even when Moses introduced the law, or uh, when God introduced the law of righteousness to Moses, he wrote in it that a time will come that you wouldn't need to do all these things to become righteous. Amen. So let's read another scripture. Philippians chapter 3 verse 9. Mm-hmm. Philippians chapter 3 verse 9. Philippians, um, Philippians chapter 3 verse 9. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And be and, and found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, that comes from the law, mm-hmm. but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. So he said now, he said first, so he said now, he said now, the righteousness of the law is righteousness of my own. But now you don't need that. Now you need the righteousness of God. And that one comes through what? Faith. So the righteousness of the law, as I said, I must make sure I wear the Torah and the, the talent before I pray. The Shabbat, which is the Sabbath. I, I can't touch anything. I can't touch anything. So the police, everyone shouldn't wear. In order to attain righteousness. You see, that's why I said righteousness of my own. Mm-hmm. But now, no. It is true what? Christ Jesus. Which is of God by faith. What is faith? Faith means you obey this. But now, I don't need all those things just to attain what? Righteousness. Do you know first, if you find, you touch a dead body, you are unclean for three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you become unrighteous. But now I can touch a dead body right now. And I wash my hand. I'm still righteous. So if before the right God Christ brought the law of righteousness to so when I touch a dead body, I have to abstain for three days. Uh, matter of fact, if I should sleep with my own wife, the Bible says I'm unclean. I must wash and stay away for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because righteousness of the law have to be righteous. But now you don't need that. Christ has become a, no, not an end to the law, the law of righteousness. For my righteousness is through Christ. Now the Bible says he washed us by the word. The blood cleansed us all the time. Please, are we getting it? Yes. So the fourth law out of the hundreds of law that has changed is the law of righteousness. As I said, you still need righteousness. Yes. But now you don't need to attain it by yourself. Mm-hmm. But through Christ, what? Jesus. So do you know the priest, if your mother died or your father died, you are not supposed to go touch them. Yeah. It will defy you, make you unrighteous before God. A lot of laws have our righteousness. But now you don't need it anymore because through Christ. But note, it's not the law. It's the law of what? Righteousness. And the fifth and final law, as I said, these are the only five laws that has been changed. And each one, as you can see, you see that the Bible is specifically mentioning it. The fifth one is the law regarding case. Because one thing you don't realize is all the word of God that God said we should do. The end lies, if you don't obey it, you are under a case. 
So even though now I'm not wearing a talent, that God word that says I am under a curse if I do not wear a talent, that word is still operating today. So the curse will come on me if I don't obey it. So because of that, Christ has to change and become the curse for me. Because God's word cannot be broken. His word is everlasting. So that is why today, even though I'm not wearing it, I am blessed. Because he has taken the curse. Because, you see, people don't understand it. it, 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 it do, do you get it? So the fifth law, or the final law that changes, now the curse that is supposed to come on me will go on Christ. So for example, the, uh, the law of faith. Now my faith is uh, the law of, uh, for example, the law of uh, uh, sin. I'm not a Levite. And I'm eating from the holy place. The Holy Spirit is coming on me. It will bear me, consume me. But it can't. Why? Because Christ has taken that word, curse. So the new law regarding curse was also changed for our good. That is why the old laws that we are not obeying has no negative effect on us. Because the negative effect is what we call the curse. All goes on Christ. So the law regarding curse is what has changed. God's word doesn't change you. Amen. That is why I can wear lean and cotton mixed together. And the Holy Spirit is still on me and move. Because the curse is gone, Christ. So let's look at the fifth and final law that has changed. The law and curse. Deuteronomy 27 verse 26. I want to show you something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 27. Verse 26. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 27 verse 26. Mm-hmm. Cursed is anyone who does not uphold the words of this law by carrying them out, then all the people shall say amen. He said, this is some people. Oh, no, no. So he said, cursed. This is the word of God. It's anyone who doesn't uphold the words of this law. Yeah. The law, which is the word. So all the things that now we don't do, if you don't obey it, you are cursed. This word is still holding today. But the only reason why this curse does not come on me or will not come on you is Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 13. Let's read it. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Yeah, sorry, Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the what? Curse of the law. So the curse, that one has also what? Changed. Other than that, the curses will come on what? Us. For not obeying the word, the laws of God. It is the word of God. If the word of God says we must sacrifice animal, and we don't. So that case, but Christ has redeemed us. Please, do you understand? So let's read Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Mm-hmm. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who is hung on a pole. Amen. So he redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming, note, the curse of the law by becoming what? A curse yes. for us. So that is why a woman now in the midst of your time of the month, you can be in church and even minister. And you are okay. Even though you are breaking the word of God, God he has become a curse. So these are the five laws or the five things that laws has changed. The law of in regards to sin, the law in regards to righteousness, 
the law in regards to uh, the curse and the law in regards to what? Uh, faith. Amen. Amen. And the law in regards to grace. And the law in regards to salvation. Sorry, I forgot one six. Because salvation was first of all to the Jew. Then Bible says through Christ Jesus, now it is unto what? The whole world. So I am Abraham's seed. I qualify. I'm now from the tribe of Israel. Because of Christ Jesus, we've been grafted into it. So like first, that's why the Bible says a Jew is now of the spirit, not of what? The flesh. Now circumcision is not of the flesh, but of what? The spirit. So like first, if you haven't been circumcised, you become unclean. You are not righteous. Yeah, because the law requires circumcision to be saved. The covenant was by circumcision. And the law requires circumcision to remain what? Whole before God, righteous. So imagine if you haven't been circumcised. But now through Christ, you don't need that to be what? Righteous or to be what? Saved. Because it's no more fiscal circumcision. It's of what? The heart. So the sixth and final law, let's read it. Amen. Amen. It's about the law of what? Salvation. Amen. Amen. Please, are, are you getting it? Yes. Okay. I, I'm, I'm hoping that you understand it. Um, the reason I'm hoping because it's a complex subject, but I've tried to squeeze it in. So I believe you are what? Getting it. Amen. Yeah. Okay, let's read. Let, let's read. Um, one second, please. Colossians, please. Let's read Colossians chapter 2, uh, verse 11. Oh, okay, no, uh, sorry, forgive me. <laughs> okay, let's, let's read. Okay, let's read the Colossians. So it said, so now in him have we received what? Second what? Sifting in Christ Jesus. But not of the flesh, in the yeah. spirit. Remember the covenant God had with the people of Israel is that they must circumcise all their what? Children without circumcision, you have nothing in Christ. It's still hold. It's still hold. Without circumcision, you have nothing in God. But now that circumcision is no more physical. Now we do it through Christ. The moment you receive Christ, the Bible, the scripture says Christ what? Circumcise what? You. Then you have a covenant. So it's the law of salvation which has what? Change. So salvation means now to be Israel, to be a people of what? God. So we don't need a physical word circumcision but now we we still need circumcision but through what christ the way has changed so look at romans chapter 2 amen amen, amen. amen. let's read from the 20 uh, um, 28 amen. amen 
Romans chapter 3, verse 28. Mm -hmm. A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly. A Jew stands for a Christian. So now a person is me, now I'm a Jew. But now a person is not a Jew outwardly by birth or by descendant. Uh -huh. Nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. You see that he connected it to being a Jew because it takes circumcision to become a Jew, have a covenant. So he said now circumcision is no more outwardly or physically. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. What does it mean? It means that first to become a Jew was outward, you must truly be their descendant. And now circumcision was at first, circumcision was truly what outwardly, but now it's no more. So now what? Mm -hmm. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and mm -hmm. circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by written codes. Such a person's praise is not amen. So it said now circumcision is in the heart spiritually now. And a Jew is not spirit, of course. That is when you accept Christ, she said. So the law of becoming a Jew or becoming a people of God, which we call Christian or which we call salvation, is what has changed. First, you need a covenant with God and the covenant of what? Circumcision. And you need to be a Jew, but now you don't need it. Why? Not like it's not necessary. It's still done, but now Christ. Yeah. So these are the only six laws that has what? change how did i know it the bible says so clearly all these things if you should read it yourself you don't even need what interpretation how will i know that now now if you work you, uh, everybody in this the minimum wage is now 10 pound how will i know it is the same law that said the minimum wage was eight pound it's the yeah. same law that which we have to say that it is now what? 10 pounds. To that same law say, it is still what? 8. So all I'm trying to say is, brothers and sisters, let us not be deceived. Let us not be deceived by this uh, deception of law, law. Trust me, it is targeted, this one, targeted against you if you are Christian. If you you haven't come across anyone yet who will find out that you are Christian. And the, the, the dangerous thing is it is so-called Christians who speak broadcast this subject. Because you see, Christians, your people you normally talk with who can speak are Christians. So this scheme, just like the old New Testament scheme, he uses so-called Christians. That is why now everything, eh, tell the person, if you don't show it to me, in the scripture whenever somebody say anything to god oh just say not because you are tempting the person if you don't know you say oh show it to me i'm telling you if you've been with me jesus dancer campaign people come bold well dressed articulate how they will behave you think charlie they are cream of the cream <laughs> and they'll begin twisting the word twisting the word and they are cunning and when i see that oh i say that okay and many a time you say, I'll sh I can show it to you in the Bible. They will say it. The Bible says I can show it. I'll say, please show it to me. And I'll give them the Bible. And it's not in the Bible. Some of them will say well, later. Some of them will even quote a scripture thinking, just like many Christian naive, you won't check. God is my witness. You can ask Jesus to answer campaign workers. They be there. And I'll open the scripture in front of them and I'll show them. Ah, but the scripture does not say that. You see, but I won't lie to you. If without opening the scripture, the confidence, the way they will speak, 
you would think they know they are really sure. And that is why many Christians have fallen. Because now we are in churches and we, we hear things we don't see it in the word. And you see, it sounds sweeter. It, it appeals to our weakness. It, 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 uh, it helps our conscience to feel good, to disobey the word. But you are harming yourself. And the enemy is having a, a laughter. Like this one, just drop it in their mix, cyanide. They now will poison it. You know, a little loving, loving the entire dome. Then this one, you know, they are praying. There's fire around them. We cannot go. So just drop it in one person. The moment that one person go among them, but we can't go. He's there. He's spreading it, isn't it? Among them. This deception, that is how. But it is sad. So wake up. The Bible is clear. If you don't understand your pastor, the Bible speaks clearly. It speaks clearly. Let's read two scriptures. Then we'll bring today's sermon to a close. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now Romans chapter 2 verse 13 to 15 says, The law of God must be obeyed. The law of God must be obeyed. So if Romans is saying that, how come we said we should not obey the law, we don't need the law, or we are not under the law? When Jesus said, I have not come to do away the law, how can you say that we are no more under the law? How can you say that? Are you okay? Are you okay? Yes, yeah, I mean it. Because I, we, I'm saying, are you okay? Because we, we are seeking Christ. If you say you are an unbeliever, we don't have a problem with you. Because you see, if you're an unbeliever, when you say that, you say, oh, you know, brother, listen, oh, we will take out. But if you say you're a believer, especially if you say you know God and you claim you worship God and by now you should be a pastor, then are you serious? What book are you or Bible are you reading? Amen. No, I'm serious because many new Christians be corrupted with so-called, I know God, I'm a pastor. Because they come, they don't really know, and we teach them all the wrong things. And many of them, by the time they realize it's wrong, it's difficult for them to change. Because foundation is everything. Look, look at Romans chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 2, verse mm -hmm. 13 to 15. For mm -hmm. it is not those who hear the law who are righteous mm -hmm. in God's sight, but mm -hmm. it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Who are those who will be declared righteous? Those, those who, who obey. obey. Of course, he's not talking about the law of what? Righteousness. Other than that, you say the law of righteousness. But he said the law, which is what? God's word. God's word. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves. Mm -hmm. Even though they do not have the law, mm -hmm. they show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts. Their consciences also bearing witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them. And you see why I said your conscience, you yourself, the things you claim that it is the law of God, we shouldn't obey. Your conscience itself will bear you. Like, think of it. Let me, like, I don't like mentioning, but I keep coming. And when a thing keeps coming, I don't, I don't restrict it because it's the Holy Spirit. Like, one is tight. One of the people who don't pay tight, what they claim is that it is the law. You yourself, your conscience, does it work? You are in a church without paying tight. Can the church be built? Is it possible? Can't your conscience work out? The Bible says, they are even the unbelievers, I didn't say they are conscious, work at them without even knowing what the law is, that this is right, this is wrong. And how much more you a believer? There's a problem. And that's why you are suffering, you are struggling. Because it is by obedience of the word. So, 
Your conscience itself will show you. How can it be? How can it be? How can it be? So clearly Romans say we are those who obey the law as the word of God. So that's not like the law. We are not under the law. This is what we call New Testament. He said those who obey the law will be justified before God. Yeah, he didn't say the law of sin or law, but the law, word of God. Look at the same Romans chapter 3 verse 31. Look at what he said clearly. Amen. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 3 verse 31. Mm -hmm. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. He said the law does not what? Nullify faith. Bible says without faith, you cannot please what? God. And he said the law rather uphold, establish what? Faith. What does it mean? If you say we are not under the law, the faith will come down. The faith will not exist. Because what is holding faith? I didn't say. You don't need it. He said the law. No, I'm not the one. You see, I like to use scriptures that I don't need to explain. That's why I prefer to use 10 scriptures that the scripture itself will speak to you than one scripture. And that's what I, I thought that just change it. So that you yourself, you see it. So if you say we are not under the law again, then faith is broken because it is the law that is holding faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. All who come to God must believe that he exists. Or without, Jesus said, even if you have faith as small as this. And what is holding faith? No. So it's a deception. I've seen many people hurted. Many people hurted. <laughs> God is good. All the time. So all I'm saying is, let us not become a victim to this. The Bible said even the unbelievers know the law in their heart. Even the unbelievers do. How can you say you are part of a church without fellowshipping? Have you seen becoming part of anything without getting involved? How can you say you want to be a worker in the church whilst you do not attend every service? Then how you don't go to the service? How will you serve? Is it a title you want? If it's a title, you have find one for you. But if you say a worker, the first thing is you don't attend church regularly. How do you become a worker? No, think of how can you work in Tesco's whilst you don't go there often? You go there once a week, once a month. You cannot. Once they need you every day. You see, God is very real. I've seen God. I know myself. And I've seen God using me. And I, I know it's God. Because all the things God uses me for, if you ask me to repeat it, I can't repeat it. You see, for example, if you ask me to repeat this teaching, I can repeat it. Because I put it down, it's here. But if you ask me to repeat the healing on demonstration, I can't. Because I just act and he does it. So if he doesn't do it, nothing. He is very real. I've seen people who are serving God well. If you follow God with all your heart, you will prosper. You see, prosperity is not necessarily an increase. All my life in United Kingdom as a family, for over, for, for let's say, six years now, I've been on the minimum income. I won't lie to you. All my years, I started working at the age of 23. I am 40 years now. Amen. I finished uni at the age of what? I think 22. No, sorry. I started working at the age of 21. I finished, I married at the age of 23. So I started working at the age of 22. I finished uni at the age of 21. After a month, I started working. 
and I've been working all my life. I'm 40 years now. So if I start working the age of 20, I've been working for what? 19 years. And I'm saying that for the past five years, I've been at my minimum wage income. Not only me, my household income is at the minimum. But still, I meet all my needs. I'm at peaceful. Honestly, there's nothing I really want that is a necessity that I can't have. I am much content. I'm at peace. Have financially strong. Financially strong doesn't mean now I have more money. No. But it means now I have more control over money. I'm able to say I won't touch this money for six months. And it lies there six months. I'm able to put them down every week for two years for a purpose. That is control. So it doesn't necessarily mean increase. But you see. Your needs will be met. You prosper. Now I'm much peaceful. Now my house is rather full of things. That I was telling my wife, we must throw a lot of things away. But it's like there's nothing also to throw away. You need them. <laughs> Amen. So I'm just saying, but it comes by when you serve God and you follow Him. I'm at peace. I'm, you see, peace, true peace. That sometimes I even tell myself, listen, don't be complacent. Don't don't touch the level of peace. And it's mysterious, but it comes when you love, you follow God with all your heart. Yeah. It's by obeying Him. He said, do not, say these scriptures, this word, tie them on your heart, on your forehead, on your hand. Speak of it, obey it, and it shall go well with you. And the enemy knows that. Think of it. Jesus, after 40 days of fasting and prayer, Satan, the Bible says, Satan appeared. And the Bible was clear. The Bible says Satan appeared to tempt him. To tempt him means to cause him to fail. You are tempted so that you fail. And how does Jesus tempt him? Just to how does Satan test Jesus? Just to cause him to just disobey one word of God. He said, turn stones into bread and eat. No, the Bible said man shall not live by bread alone. And Jesus was fasting. He has to wait to break at the right time. So if he has tried to prove a point, that will be his failure. You see, he didn't go with thousands of demons. He just, just wanted Jesus just to obey one single, disobey one single word of God. When he didn't trust, he said, okay, oh, okay, the Bible say, throw yourself down, throw yourself down, and his angels will catch you, throw yourself down. And Jesus said, it is true. But the Bible also said, I shouldn't test God. You see? And it's the same schemes you've seen it too. The Bible says we are not under the law. So you don't need to obey this because we are not under the law. You see, he's lying. He didn't say that the Bible says we are not under the law of righteousness or sin, but we are to obey. So you must know that, no, it says we are not under the law of righteousness, but we are to obey every law. Because Jesus said it is by the obedience of the law that we will attain eternal life. It's the same scheme. But Jesus said, no, it is also written, do not tempt the Lord. And Satan said, wow. Okay, you know, now let's go to the deal. Let's go to the deal. So listen, you've come to inherit the world. Just bow down. Just bow down to me now. And you don't need to die. The reason why you've come, I'll give the entire world. Say, listen, the world is mine. Give to whom I want. So just bow down to me. And Jesus said, wow, that's a very good deal. But I see, Jesus was smiling. He didn't say, God has blessed. He said, no. But it is written, I shall not bow down to any man. Meaning, if I bow down and I get this, it, not from God, then you are my master. Say, away from me. He rebuked himself. And Bible says he flee. 
but Bible says he left him for another season. So all I'm trying to say is, listen, you might think disobedience to the word of God is simple, but it causes your downfall as far as God is concerned. That is why we, God is causing us to look at this thing, these minute details. These minute details. One time I was driving on the motorway, true story. I was using a pickup, a Nizam pickup. Nizam pickup is a strong pickup. And I was driving. I was going to drop Sister Jess at the airport. So I was driving. I think when Milda was a baby, I was driving, I was driving, I was driving. On the motorway, all of a sudden, I hear grrr, grrr, grrr. And the, the sound pulled my car to the right. And thank God, I didn't crash. And we just stopped. And when we got down, now the car will not spark. On the motorway, where do you get lift? On the way to the airport. Amen. Okay. And a mechanic came. When he came, they said, my engine, the engine in the car has torn from the engine seat. How? Because the mechanic said, one screw was not there. Could you believe it? Just one screw that was in there caused the engine to be torn from the seat. And that was it. The journey stopped in the middle of the motorway. Yeah. Just one screw. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened. One screw. Do you remember that day? Just one screw. One screw. And it was only God. And car, everything about car is what? The engine. If this story is the Holy Spirit reminding me. Because I don't even remember it for years. But God is telling you something. If you can hear this story. God is telling you. So that one screw, just like that one word of God, you take for granted. But that is what will derail you. I don't know what this word of God means to you. Just lift up your voice and begin to pray. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.